Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by AssholeConsulting.com, Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. Your host, Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. Now listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? Uh, there's, there's just no time. We have to jump right to the news. Uh, because the millennial generation decided to shit the bed. And I will apologize in advance. I, I should have done the... The curse-free podcast second, and not the uh, and do the regular podcast first because uh, this is I'm trying to market this as the uh, podcast you can listen to while you're doing your uh, Christmas Day driving or a little traveling. And uh, no, too bad for you. The family does not get to listen in. This will be a curse-full podcast. Um, so you just have to listen to your headphones, there, Dad or Mom. Although the wife would be like, why are you listening with the headphones on? You should be talking to us. Maybe you just want to ride. Maybe you just want to drive to your mother-in-law's with a little bit of happiness and joy with the old captain, you know? Maybe you, maybe you just like to have a little bit of fun before you reach your nag's nag. That would be your mother-in-law who's going to tag team you, nag you. It's like having a scotch while driving. You're having a drink. You know, it allows you to escape from, from your surroundings in your environment. All right, we don't have time for this. All right, from Zero Hedge, the Obama recovery. Number of millennials living at home with mom reaches 75-year high. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I'm thinking if I do the math right, 75-year high, that means the Great uh, Depression. Millennials finally get to claim a trophy for an achievement they've actually earned. No participation medals here. That's right. Millennials have officially set a 75-year record for the highest percentage of young adults living at home with mom. At just under 40%, millennials are barely shy of the all-time record of 40.9% set in 1940 after the end of the Great Depression. See, the old captain captain knows his economics. For once, we have every confidence that our young snowflakes will excel in crushing this long-standing record per the Wall Street Journal. So they haven't broken it yet, but they will. I mean, are the mill- I mean, look, parenting has not improved. I didn't notice a great improvement in the quality of caliber of parents. They've on the, the parents have been on terminal decline, and therefore the children will be on terminal decline. And if I'm not mistaken, a higher percentage of the U.S. population than ever, especially the birds, are not coming from evil Western European white people. It's coming from the precious little minorities. And we all know how, how big of fans they are of independent living and moving out of the home. Uh, from the Wall Street Journal, almost 40% of young Americans were living with their parents, siblings, or other relatives in 2015, the largest percentage since 1940, according to an analysis of the census data by real estate tracker Trulia. The, despite a rebounding economy, the economy has not rebounded, and this is the Wall Street Journal, and you guys should know this. You should know better. The economy has not rebounded. It is floretic growth. It is limping along. That's not my opinion. I'm not an evil bias. It's not my politics. It's not my ideology. Look at the fuck up 
at the St. Louis Federal Reserve Fred database. Look it, look it up on any any database you want. Bureau of Economic, and I don't care. Go get the official stats. We are not, there has been no serious economic recovery. There's been a stabilization. There's been a limping along. That's why so many of the millennials, on top of being lazy fucks, live at home. Because if it was a booming economy, they wouldn't be living at home. Despite a rebounding economy and recent job growth, see, I gotta, if you can't trust the Wall Street Journal, who can you trust? And recent job growth, the share of those between ages of 18 and 34 doubling up with parents or other family members has been on the rise since 2005. Back then, before the start of the last recession, roughly one out of three were living with family. The trend runs counter to that of previous economic cycles when after a recession-related spike, the number of young Americans living with relatives declined as the economy improved. And as your superior economist, old cabbie here, just told you from knowing in his head that's how good an economist I am. I just know the figures in my head. What was it? Was it Armageddon? Steve Buscemi? How do you know that? Because I'm a fucking genius. That's my job to know. That's why I fucking know these things. Because I'm just a fucking genius. It's not even being genius. It's just looking up the data, people. Even even millennial girls could be as smart as me in economics if they repurposed the time, effort, and energy they did to memorizing shit about the Kardashians as they did to the Fed database over at the Federal Reserve. I'm not joking. It's not. It's not, it's it's a choice. Do you want to like everyone? I don't. Let's just say, I don't believe in intelligence. Your choice is you can either seem smart or seem stupid. I decided to spend my time, effort, and energy in brain cells. On things that would make me seem smart. Although I'm no smarter than the average girl watching the Kardashian show. She decided to watch things that would make her seem stupid. Uh, And then they got a little chart here. Yeah, it goes back to the 1900s. So the baseline... uh, Wow, it took a... The baseline from 1900 by decade was about 35%. So about a third or a little bit more of people lived at home. Uh, that had a little bit of a bump up uh, to 40% during the Great Depression. Then World War II came where we grabbed all those dirty, rotten white males out of the house and made them go fight other white males and kill each other off. And then that dropped by 1950. Yeah, by 1950. Plus there was Korea. Don't forget that. Down to almost 25%, below 25%. And then it's been slightly going up and now uh, now we're right back up to Great Depression levels. Where did they get this? Oh, the decennial census records. Okay, so they did that. They continue on. We must admit that we're somewhat confused by the following data from the Census Bureau suggesting that the percentage of the population with college degrees has increased five times since 1940. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, fucking zero heads. Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren assured us that spending four to seven years drinking and partying at an institution of higher education while incurring hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt that will ultimately have to be absorbed by taxpayers would automatically result in higher incomes, which should then translate into higher household formation economic growth, right? They got another chart here, percentage of population who completed high school, uh, high school completion, 25 years and older high school completion, college completion, so... What is it? Almost 30%, 25 years and older, 20 to 25. So roughly almost 30% of the population has completed a degree, up from 5% in 
Now, once again, I'm going to rely on what I chose to study, economic data, and point out an interesting thing. There is an absolute negative correlation, and maybe I should compare it and actually calculate it, but I, I can just tell you it's pushing oh, a negative 0.8 just by eyeballing it. And you could trust me on that or not. Go run your own fucking data. But if this chart goes from 5% of the population 25 years and older who completed college up to 30% by 2015, that is the complete opposite as what's happened to economic growth. And if you're going to draw a conclusion, it's that education does not correlate with economic growth, which I actually, I actually, what was the, the data I did? I put a post up on CapiCap. Was it spending per pupil versus economic growth? I, I showed that another way. I'd have to look it up. I showed in another way that uh, spending. Oh, I was. No, you know what? It was. It was the exact same chart. Never mind. I've already done this. That's how much of an awesome genius I am. This is almost five years ago. I probably did this. I showed the correlation between economic growth and the average amount of education, or maybe the average amount of spending. It, it, it just basically shows you that education has nothing to do with economic growth or helping out people or landing them jobs. It's to employ worthless people posing as teachers. Well, we're sure there's some, there is some other fantastic explanation as to why only 200,000 households have been created by the 5 million millennials that have joined the young adults under 30 cohort, cohort, cohort over the past decade. And this is just a guess, but we bet it has something to do with Republicans and or Russia. From the Wall Street Journal, they quote again, The result is that there is far less demand for housing than would be expected for the millennial generation, now the largest in U.S. history. The number of adults under age 30 has increased by 5 million over the last decade, but the number of households from that age group just grew by 200,000 over the same period, according to the Harvard Joint Center for Housing Studies. All these socialists, social science, humanities, disciplines and degrees, including economics, and prominently economics, I might add. All this money we spent studying this stuff, and things just get worse. You want to talk about proof of an ultimate failure of academia and the social, quote, sciences. You know, sciences indicators suggest to me that you're trying to improve things. You're trying to master formulas and figure out the optimal way to optimize things. And ever since we've been practicing and, and, and implementing this socialism light back in the 62, pretty hardcore socialism where we have, you know, Obamacare, it, it just doesn't work. Like, you guys fail. It almost leads me to believe that you guys are in academia spouting these opinions so you just get more funding and you get reelected. Like, you almost have no desire to actually help out the American people by telling them the truth. But we wouldn't. <laughs> Uh, analysts point to rising rents and that many cities and tough mortgage lending standards are the, as the culprit. Are you going to... Wait, wait, wait. Are you guys now bitching about tough mortgage lending standards? You all bitched about how the banks got to, had, to be, had to be bailed out. And now you're complaining that they're too tough. Which is it? Analysts point to rising rents in many cities and a tough mortgage lending standards as the culprit, making it difficult for younger Americans to strike out on their own. Or they're just lazy fucks. That could be it too, huh? They could just be lazy fucks. Could you admit that? Or that'd be too much editorializing. Millennials are lazy fucks. How, can we say that? Millennials are lazy fucks. Blacks shouldn't have children out of wedlock. Women should major in STEM. Are we going to tell these people these truthful things to help them? Or is it we, we care more about their feels and we don't want to be called an ist at the end of the day? Because I actually care more 
telling people the truth, as hard and hurtful as it may be, than Oprah did and you guys did with all of your lies. Yeah, it's, it's mortgage lending standards. Not that these lazy millennial fucks can't go get two jobs. Uh, I don't think those are challenges that are going to keep young households permanently out of the housing market, but it may keep their home ownership, home ownership rate near historic lows for likely the indefinite future, said Ralph McLaughlin, Trulia's chief economist. Household formation is closely correlated with housing affordability and income. Among those aged 25 to 34, 40% of those earning less than 25 thousand dollars headed their own household among those aged 25 to 34 40 percent of those earning headed their own wow am i reading this right 40 percent of people between 25 and 34 earn less than twenty-five thousand dollars. the share rose to 50 percent for those earning between 25 and 50,000 and 58 percent for those with incomes above 50,000 according to the harvard joint study I don't understand that statistic. Perhaps the problem is, is as complicated as Bernie and Liz think. Maybe we should just try this guy's idea that millennials should stop playing video games in their parents' basements and get a job. It just might be crazy enough to work. Uh, and that is from uh, that's from Zero Hedge. All right, that's one bit of news. One bit of news. Now we got to go to the next bit of news. This from fromthetrenchesworldreport.com. You guys get that? Fromthetrenchesworldreport.com. And I don't, I don't know who I hate more. I am at a quandary. Do I hate the baby boomers or the Gen Xers? I don't, or, or, or the, uh, or the millennials. Baby boomers increasingly having social security checks garnished to cover student loan payments. <laughs> oh, you know, you you all made fun of those World War II generation people. Who, when the hippies are coming up, they're saying, this world's going to hell. And you laughed and made fun of them. You said, oh, they're just sticks in the mud. Oh, come on, Grandpa. And they're right. They were completely right. Just as McCarthy was right that there were communists over in Congress and the State Department and and, and the Red Scare was legitimate, so too were these, oh, I don't know, World War II generation guys that fought Hitler and fought Nazism and saw the real world and saw shit and then presided over the greatest economic boom, I think, in American history. I'm sure maybe I'd have to go maybe after the Civil War, there may have been some booming there. but Or maybe the Roaring Twenties. But certainly, they might have had the perspective to have wisdom. They might have been brought up poor. And then they were written. They kind of knew it. The only thing I can really think of that the, the World War II generation fucked up was by doing a shitty-ass job spooling around the baby boomers. So that within 15 years of your idiot asses being on this planet, you say, dude, man, don't trust anyone over 30, man. Uh, Oh, this is also from uh, Zero Hedge. Hang on, let's go to Zero Hedge. He just merely repeated it. Zero Hedge, two for two. By Tyler Durden, according to a new report from the Government Accountability Office, the federal government is increasingly garnishing Social Security benefits to help students pay up student loan payments owed by baby boomers. According to the Wall Street Journal, a total of $1.1 billion has been garnished since 2001, with $171 million being collected in 2015 alone, which, which is a drop in the bucket compared to about the what is the student market. Hang on, let's look this up. I'm kind of curious for myself. Unlike the Kardashians, I want to know how big the student loan market is. 
You girls find out the latest. Uh, let's do a loan market. Let's try trillion as a search. Oh, that's from 2014. American is growing still. Okay, when is this? This is Market Watch. This is January 19th of 2016. Indicates 1.2 trillion. Okay, that's about the size of the. That's a little bit bigger than the tarp bailout. <laughs> So this is pretty serious, although still 171 million is is not much. Uh, the student government, uh, the government has collected about 1.1 billion from Social Security recipients of all ages to go, go towards unpaid student loans since 2001. I would love to see a sex breakdown of this. I would love to see how many of the delinquent, garnishable, lazy, incompetent baby boomer fucks that got themselves into this position that they majored in something that they couldn't pay off their student fucking loans. I want to know how many of them are men that went into, oh, maybe I should get my accounting degree. Oh, maybe I should go back. Or how many of them were stupid cat ladies who at 58 thought it'd be a great idea to go get their master's in fucking creative writing or their master's in public health administration? Huh? How many How many you want to bet, huh? Who wants to take me on that? That's sexist. No, it's not sexist if it's true. And you could even argue that me presuming it's going to be women and cat ladies and old women. Of course, that's baby boomers. So, of course, that's fact. You could say that's sexist on my part to be bigoted and prejudiced. But you know what? I'm right. I don't have to look it up. I'm like 95% right. I'm right. And the only reason I leave 5% unknown or the 5% chance that I might be wrong because I'm a good economist. I always like to admit the chance, yeah, I could have not seen something coming. But by God, I put a couple grand on this bet. Of course, I doubt the Wall Street Journal will look into like a second. I, I doubt the, what is it, the Government Accountability Office. I, I doubt they investigated to find out how many middle-aged, not middle-aged, 60-year-old cat ladies, student loans, we, uh, we're all going to bail them out. Or we're not bailing them, we're garnishing their wages. Are you gals so happy you divorced your husband back in the 70s and the 80s and you got rid of him in the 90s maybe so that you could go and get yourself an education? And now that you're married to the state, that the state is garnishing you, it's kind of nice. It's like your daddy didn't discipline you, your hubby didn't discipline you, but now the federal government wants its fucking money back and it's going to kind of cut into your allowance. You get Social Security, but we're going to take about uh, 15 or 20% of it back. How am I to afford cat food? Uh, the government has collected about $1.1 billion from Social Security recipients of all ages to go towards unpaid student loans since 2001, including $171 million last year. The Government Accountability Office said Tuesday, most affected recipients of fiscal 2015... Uh, 114,000 were age 50 or older and receiving disability benefits. Yeah, right. You're all disabled too, I bet. With the typical borrower losing about 140 a month, about 38,000 were above the age of 64. Uh, the report highlights the sharp growth in baby boomers entering retirement with student debt. <laughs> you know you done fucked up. When you're about to die and you still have... To, I thought you... You know what? I thought you were a loser. And I still think this to this day, that if you die with a mortgage, like from old age, not hit by a truck, but if you have a mortgage or you're doing a reverse mortgage, you have failed at financially planning your life uh, of any age. It doesn't matter. 
If, if, if you have not amassed a net uh, positive net worth by the time you pass on, you have done fucked up. But my God, the fact you have student loan debt, what the fuck were you doing your entire life? When did you decide that maybe you should get the fuck out of school and start working for a fucking living? Why am I, a young Gen Xer, lecturing the baby boom? Oh, that's right, because they're a bunch of fuck-ups. Two generations are not getting out of it. Oh, don't worry, Gen X is going to get theirs too in the end. Don't worry. But two generations are not going through this life without getting scathed. First are the millennials, and everyone's jumping on them. Everyone's piling on them. But you baby boomers, what? There's some gal... Laura Southern came out with a book, I forget the name of it, but the subtitle is How Baby Boomers, uh, Immigrants, and, and Muslims Ruined the Millennial, Ruined My Generation, or something like that. And she ain't too fucking far off there, ladies and gentlemen. But my God, what, what childish, a, a, an entire life of irresponsibility, pot, the doors, child, and childishness. Immature behavior. You're, you have student loans when you're about to die. What the fuck is wrong with you? Heaven help me. I, I can only imagine how many of you idiots had kids and actually tried to, one, raise them, but took the moral lecturing tone of a parent over them. When you yourself are a financial parasite. Uh, most of it borrowed years ago to cover their own educations, but some used to pay their children's schooling. Oh, oh, so let me get this right. You didn't do the math. You didn't raise your kids' rights, and then your kids went and majored in stupid, worthless shit. And since you didn't teach them independence, self-reliance, they are now basically Gen X fuck-ups and millennial fuck-ups living at home, as per our previous article we just read. You're having to pay for them. They're living at home. You have to pay for their food, clothing, shelter, just like they were when they were three, but now they're 35. And, and you signed off. You fucking signed off on their doctorate in philosophy? Shit, my parents wouldn't even co-sign a loan from... I remember, let me tell you a story. This is a great story. And this is why people get cheap nursing homes, by the way. I had, because I had rental property, my interest rate was higher. Also because I bought rental property so early, it was when interest rates nominally were higher. Now, I could never refinance because one, it was rental property. Two, I'm self-employed. And what was the third reason? I can't remember. Um, but basically it was, my income didn't count or I had a daytime job, but my income from teaching my dance classes and online classes didn't count or my rental income didn't count, which you'd think if you're financing rental property, there might be, but anyway, so I asked my folks if they could co-sign a loan because my interest rate would go from fucking seven and seven ace down to below four and I'd only save like $700 a month. You know, and I had been paying down my balance accelerated, you know, so it wasn't an issue of, of loan to value. I think it was like the income could not be considered or qualified. So the, the house could have been sold off. No one would have been out of money. And, uh, and I would have, I would have, I could have used that extra $700 a month. Oh no, we can't, we can't sign it. That is signing off on a fucking investment. That wasn't even that that wasn't guaranteeing well it is guaranteeing my loans, but but the worst comes to worse, there's rental income at the end of that. There's income generated, there's a dividend, there's earnings, there's profits. That legitimizes the value of the property and therefore the collateral. 
you motherfucking baby boomer dipshits signed off on a pissing away of money. You didn't sign off on an asset. You guaranteed the loans for an experience. For the college experience, you can't put a price on education. That's because most educations are worthless, and you can't put a price on something that has no value. Doctorate in fucking philosophy. I know one person who's getting his master's in creative writing. And you people signed off on that? Oh, that's right. You, like the millennial girls too busy watching the Kardashians opting to spending their time on that, you decided to take your time and spend it on, Come on, baby, light my fire. Come on, make it in it. And rightfully so, they all died on toilet bowls. I don't know how Mick Jagger or the Rolling Stones, but I don't know how Keith Richards, those guys must have found the, what's it called, the fountain of youth or something. But my God, the point, you signed off. You you guaranteed the loans, which are not, they're not dismissible in bankruptcy. You signed off on basically 100 150000 a $200,000 college experience for your dipshit kid that you couldn't raise right? <laughs> it, this is the stuff that makes life worth living. Watching you dumb fucks who make my life hell, who made it so hard, to, to, that, that you, you motherfucking cocksucking pieces of shit, who are directly responsible for an incrementing socialism and the increasingly slowing down of economic growth and therefore the lack of economic opportunity. That I couldn't, that was, you, you, you ruined it. You ruined the greatest country fucking ever. And if you grew up as a Gen Xer, you like, you kind of think, oh, we're the greatest country ever? There was still an element of that. Uh, the bicentennial, you know, oh, America's the greatest things. We just, you know, we had just landed on the moon less than a decade ago. All right, Reagan came in. Oh, there's hope. There's hope. And eh, ah, fuck it. It's because of you assholes. And now, now, just like you millennial cocksucking motherfucking pieces of leftist shit, <laughs> you're crying because your fucking politician didn't get elected. And now you baby boomers, you are gonna eat the cat food. You might have to even eat your cats. And to be in such a pathetic motherfucking position that you have student loans when you're pushing seventy. Oh. Oh, hickory dickory dock. Look who's running out of time on the clock. Oh, Andrew Dice Clay. Overall, about 7 million Americans age 50 and older owed about $205 billion in federal student debt last year. That's damn well near a quarter or 20% of the... Of the <laughs> They own 20% of the student debt market? Look, let's teach a little bit about economics here, going back to the example I cited before. Get pissed off at the TARP bailout all you uh, you want. And you should. You absolutely should. The banks were scummy. You guys can read my book, Behind the Housing Crash. Great book because I'm a great economist. But again, at least there was a tangible asset in the housing market, you could you could get maybe fifty cents on the dollar at the bottom of the crash, and now housing prices have recovered. And I think, gosh, the Federal Reserve might have even made some money on these mortgage-backed securities because they're back in the black. They're 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 uh, what's the word for um, 
what's the word they use in options? Strikeable? No. One of you guys know what I'm talking about. It means it, it's back back in black. It, it, it has value again. Uh, there's, there's a tangible asset there. You know what that $205 billion in student debt is a claim to? It's a claim on the future income-generating potential of millennials and these stupid baby boomers. And they are stupid. You got, you got the stupidest oldest people and the most spoiled rotten, well, this just $205 billion is the stupidest oldest people who are now starting to become disabled. They can't work no more. They're getting Alzheimer's. Why would you invest in them? Why would you invest in this loan on, the, on, these, on these worthless degrees at this age? Ah. You know, you'd be, you would have been smarter, but I'm not joking. You would have been smarter than the stupidest, dipshittiest Gen Xer back when he or she was in their late 20s or early 30s back in 2005 and bought a McMansion when they were $30,000 in air. Because at least there was a fucking tangible piece of property. But you dipshits. You stupid hippies. You fucking cocksucking motherfucking baby boomer. Hope you go down in the United States history as the reason we collapsed because you are. You guys borrowed two-tenths of a trillion dollars at a late stage in life for reasons I don't know. I, I, for what? Feel good about yourself? Because there's no price you can put on educate. Because you were bored? Oh, uh, but, 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 well, about one in three were in default, raising the likelihood that garnishments will increase as more baby boomers retire. Outstanding. Outstanding. I believe this is the tip of the iceberg of what may be to come if we don't work harder on this problem, said Senator Claire McCaskill of Missouri. Well, Senator McCaskill, why do we have to work hard on this? What responsibility of it is, uh, is it of Congress's to work hard on this? How about the degenerate baby boomer fucks go and work hard on this? How about, how about we have a little bit of response? Oh, that's right. Hang on. Claire McCaskill, she's got to be a Democrat. Oh, yeah. The top Democrat in the Senate Special Committee on Aging. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you right there in the back of uh, ARP's pocket, right? I'm sure you really care about the millennials and the future generation. Aging with that. So they got a nice little chart here. Um, number of Americans whose Social Security checks were garnished due to unpaid federal student loan debt. So over 65 years was about 20,000. No, more than 20,000, almost 300,000. 50 to 64, still baby boomer territory. That's another 60,000. It's another 60, 70,000, and then under 50. Well, the vast majority... Oh, the, oh, under 50, that's, you mean you're probably collecting um, disability. Uh, that's the only way you could collect disability. Oh. Uh, of course, we're, the mere suggestion that people should be responsible for repaying debt they've incurred was enough to throw Elizabeth Warren into a tailspin as she described the idea of garnishing Social Security benefits as predatory. <laughs> Quote uh, from the Wall Street Journal. The report shows garnishments left thousands with Social Security checks below the poverty line, as it rightly should, prompting Senator Elizabeth Warren to, to call the practice predatory. Both lawmakers said they will push legislation to ban it, but consumer advocates and some congressional Democrats say that government's tactics have become too aggressive, targeting many borrowers who are destitute and have no hope of repaying. 
Most Social Security recipients rely on checks as the primary source of income, other research shows. And whose fault is that? You know what would be a good idea? Just the old captain's idea. Is the government should kind of like China get into the market of used organs. Saying, we'll forgive uh, you a certain amount of your debt. If you promise to donate your organs when you die, you're good one. Then we go and we take the organs and we, we, we you know, we'll, we'll forgive your debt basically if we can sell an operational kidney you got. We'll sell if we can use your spleen. Oh, we couldn't do that. That would interrupt this delusional world the baby boomers have been brought up in to think that everything should be free and there should be no problems. Meanwhile, the Wall Street Journal points out that Obama's income-driven repayment IDR plans only serve to make the student loan problem worse. Since the payment plans only cover a portion of monthly interest payments, debt balances continue to grow over time, leaving borrowers with even larger debt balances as they reach retirement age. I thought the education system would have taught people about the dangers of compound interest. It, didn't he, oh, that's right, you're too busy brainwashing people about how evil white males were and how blacks are oppressed and Hispanics are oppressed and how we should have diversity and multiculturalism. I forgot you were, that's where the dedication and the time and the resources of our modern-day education system goes. Daniel Pianco, a managing director of University Ventures, which invests in for-profit and non-profit schools, says the government may be worsening the troubles of older borrowers by promoting programs that set monthly payments as a share of borrowers' earnings. Payments under income-driven repayment programs frequently cover only a part of the interest and not the principal, allowing balances to grow. There you go. God damn it. They always stay it is closer. They did move it closer. Uh, in that sense, they're da, 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 trapping borrowers, poor borrowers, in a growing amount of debt. Every month and every year, the loan balances go up, which means by definition, this problem will only get worse, worse Mr. Pianco said. Uh, back to Zero Hedge. We just wrote about another Government Accountability Office report that blasted the Education Department's understanding of basic mathematics and accounting concepts after finding the department drastically underestimated the cost of Obama's student loan forgiveness programs. I, I, I laugh at the GAO thinking that there was any kind of incentive or intention to adhere to mathematical reality with the Obama administration. If you guys didn't notice the doubling of the national debt and how everyone's just kind of like, meh, like zero fucks given about it, then then I don't know why you were expecting him to have any mathematical intellectual honesty or adherence to, to this little piddly uh, program. The 100-page report entitled Student Loans, Education Needs to Improve Its Income-Driven Repayment Plan Budget Estimates, found that taxpayers could be on the hook for $137 billion of student loans to be forgiven over the coming years as a result of Obama's executive actions on IDR plans. Um, oh, well, what's another 50 billion or so? We hear a lot of baby boomers vote, so better give them what they want. And they got a little, nice little, uh, political cartoon of a huge baby crying and throwing a tantrum. And it just, he's wearing a thing that says baby boomer retirement. There's a, there's a diaper they're trying to, the little people are trying to put on this huge baby and it says medical care. And they're trying to feed it a bottle that says social security. Well, I'm sure glad you baby boomers knew better than the rest of society. I'm glad that you just knew better because you listened to some hippie professors and beatniks. You know, those were the cool baby. They weren't squares like your parents, man. 
Yeah, that's that's good. You followed all that bullshit. I will. I will enjoy watching more problems like this unfold. I will enjoy it. I cannot wait to see more of these boomers suffer more financial problems. It's it's like the millennials trying to find jobs. It's it's just this is my entertainment. I saw Rogue One. Eh, eh, it's okay entertainment. This is infinitely better, and it's free. It's free. The millions of boomers and the millions of millennials, and let's not forget the millions, although we're smaller, of Gen Xers who are definitely fucking up their lives. Predominant. Let's 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 categorize it as this. It's a it's a triple feature. We got three movies, one for each generation, and they're going to entertain us. People who lived in the real world, supported ourselves, and didn't fuck up our lives. We have the millennials, and they star in this mo- new movie called Oh Fuck. What about my college debt and I can't find a job and I'm not as great as I thought I was? Uh, then the matinee showing is Gen X called Shit, I thought I was the hottest thing ever, but now I'm a single mom. Uh, don't need no man fish bicycle trademark. And then the baby boomers like, Dude, man, don't trust anyone under 30 or under 70. And uh, it could all be represented by a bunch of crybabies. It's going to be wonderful. I enjoy it. Please, please keep living your lives. Don't make any changes. See, I'm a minimalist. I don't need a ton of money. You, you could tax me to death, which you're all intending to do. I'll still live. I'll still be fine. Because here's, here's the key thing me and my listeners don't do. Here's the key thing, me and my readers, me and my followers, me and my viewers, and all these evil right-wing libertarian-type people do there on the interwebs. We didn't fuck up. We didn't have kids we couldn't afford. We didn't major in stupid shit, and if we did, we'd turn that sucker right around. We didn't spend more than we made, and we're minimalists. We didn't fuck up. And the number one thing is we figure out the most important thing in the world is other people, and thank God they're free. So we don't need fancy cars or fancy McMansions or anything like that. We just need a little bit of money. We're going to live the exact same 82 years of life expectancy that everybody else is. And we're going to have the exact same amount of time. We're not going to work a slave away. We're not going to get divorced. We're not going to be impoverished. We may not be rich, but that's fine. We're going to read our books and we're going to be entertained by the fucked up classes of this country. We're going to be entertained by you losers, just just drowning as you can't even tread water in the real world. This, this is just the second article. Here we are, from Heat Street, which I don't like. Uh, they have great articles. That, news, fine. Uh, it's, it's like all the other right-wing news sites, perhaps even left-wing news sites. They have way too many ads running on it. And this is a bit dated, but... Uh, I finally went through my phones and all the idea. Marxist vegan restaurant closes after customers no longer willing to wait up for, wait 40 minutes for a sandwich. They will provide our entertainment for us, ladies and gentlemen. A Marxist collectivist worker-run restaurant in Grand Rapids, Michigan, closed its door this week after customers complained they could no longer tolerate the bizarre hours, high prices, and long lines. I'm going to stop right here. I was on Tlaib Stark's podcast, which he just started up. And under false pretenses, which I lost a little bit of respect for this guy. He brought me on under the concept we talk about something. I forgot what it was. That he brought on a, a veritable communist and he just let us fight. And I was indifferent because I, I really have zero fucks to give. I'm trying to calm myself down. I'm even kicking around like going into 
the Orient and learning Kung Fu or something. Just just to sit and focus. I know that sounds stupid. I'm not going to do Tai Chi or anything. It, it'd be something, I don't know, Tibetan Mountain, something like that. Something to focus and practice and, and just calm down. But uh, we were, the closing remarks, this guy, he kept mentioning, we're at this stage of communism. We're at this stage of communism. Well, in theory... And I asked him, like my final, my closing remark was a question to him. I'm like, is there a functional model of communism that has ever worked that you could cite to as, as a working model? He's like, no, we haven't achieved that yet. I said, so you're willing to risk 7 billion people's lives on this planet, whether they want it or not, on a theory that has no proof it's ever worked and what, when it has been tried, has had disastrous results. Disastrous. During peacetime, it kills. Communism is the only ideology that kills more during peacetime than it does during war. And I started thinking about it a little bit more like, okay, there has to be some instances of commune. And there has. There's been instances where there's been communes, and they're all like this. They're small little trials and errors, which I'm perfectly fine with. If society wants to experiment with different economic systems, please do. But start small, perfect the model. Before you roll it out, you know, it's like a vaccine. Well, we, got, well, we want to try this vaccine. Well, will it infect people with anthrax? Well, we don't know, but we'll find out later. It's like, no, no, no. Why don't you try it on rats first? Or why don't you find some people who are terminally ill first and use them as the human uh, uh, experiments before we roll this? Like, communists don't want to buy it. They just, they love their ideology more than they do 7 billion people on the planet than all of humanity. So either psychopaths, they're evil, and they're arrogant, and they're, they're selfish. It's all about them. They don't give a shit about the rest of the world. But here's another, uh, another mark for me, another check in the column of communism not working. They tried it, as they should, with a restaurant. Let's just see how it works with a restaurant. Let's, and it, it didn't work. The Garden Diner and Cafe, previously known as Bartertown Diner, featured a vegan, vegetarian, and raw food menu that had met with significant national acclaim. But the, pres- the, resident- the restaurant's business model, which did not allow for bosses or managers, promised a living wage to all employees in a strong union, did not allow the restaurant to make enough profit to stay in business. See, which is what I don't get. There's not supposed to be profit in communism. The whole concept of opening up a business doesn't make sense to me if you're a communist. If you're trying to open up a business, that means you're trying to make a profit, which is antithetical to communism. If you want to open up a commune, now there's some instances, and in all intellectual honesty, you you occasionally see like the grocery store commune. Um, I don't know how long they last or how much better pricing they get. But, you know, some insurance companies are like that. I think is State Farm that's a commune. Like their policy owners are shareholders of it. There's some. I'm not. I'm not saying let's go to the Soviet Russia. You guys know I'm. I'm not that way. I, I'm. I'm trying to be intellectually honest. To say are there instances where communal ownership of a particular system or a company doesn't work? But if you're going to set out to try and start a business, that's going to fail, and is theoretically or philosophically, ideologically antithetical to communism. They do a screenshot here of. Uh, the Garden Diner and Cafe's, I don't know, YouTube page or Facebook page. With deep gratitude to all of our customers, we regret to announce that at the end of the month, at the end of this month will be the final days of the Garden slash Bartertown Diner. The restaurant and the pizza shop next door are both up for sale. We're looking for $60,000 for the diner and $40,000 for the pizza shop. 
So now this is cute. They think they have a okay. This gets back to what I was talking about: investments versus college experiences. This company does not make money. You can't sell a company that does not make money. So they're trying to sell their pizza shop, uh, the restaurant and the pizza shop next door, both for sale. We are looking for $60,000 for the diner and $40,000 for the pizza shop. Why would anyone buy a money-losing operation? See, this is where capitalism, I like people who, they think that capitalism is optional. Capitalism is reality. Capitalism is the fact that you cannot lose money, lose time on inefficient systems. If you spend 10 hours of resources on a system, work, a company, education, and it only generates nine hours back in terms of other people's labor, you have by default been somebody's slave for an hour. You lost an hour of your life. Okay? Because we can take money out of it. All all money is is a, a numerical currency representation of your time. So why would anyone buy this? Maybe the assets themselves are worth something to someone who's a better entrepreneur. Maybe they like the location. Maybe they could, okay, we got the facilities. Maybe I under different management, not this dipshittery kumbaya baby boomer bullshit from uh, fucking Walden's Pond 2. Maybe. But I'm just trying to point out the economic lesson. Why would you buy a money-losing operation? However, highest cash offer by the end of the month will take either or both, and you will be able to resume the 10-year lease. Look at how scummy these people are. Okay, let me, let me show you. They don't even own the building. They went in, they signed a 10-year lease, so they committed to this lease. Now they're bailing out. They're going to bail on the lease. All right, so now they're parasites to the leaseor because the leasees, they've broken their lease, and they're trying. they're not even selling the property. <laughs> They're selling the the name, essentially, the name of a money-losing operation. And then you have the benefit of taking over the 10-year lease, which means, essentially, you get to pay their loan to the leaseor, to the landlord. Leases are $1,650 a unit a month after cam charges. Three units total, 1,100 square feet, each with 1,100 square feet of a basement each, a back patio, three parking spots. This sale includes all equipment, branding. Yeah, here it is. Okay, here are, quote, the assets. The equipment, branding, rights, and assets to be able to open back up under new owner's discretion. Please contact, I'm not going to mention the, the name. Who, who would buy it? You want to talk about how communists are delusional. To think that to think that they could sign a lease and now they're going to get this kind of money to and and they're cowards too they're hypocrites they're they're dishonorable is what they are who would want to do business with these people they're just going to stick you they're going to stab you they're going to run out on the lease uh going back to the heat street article we're still while the food earned bandertown's bartertown a spot on veggie news's 10 hot new vegan restaurants list Customers complained that it was almost impossible to get a meal at dinner. Uh, People frequently noted on the restaurant's Facebook page that they waited more than 40 minutes to get a sandwich, and that's when the diner was even open. Because the employees set the shop's hours by group decision, the restaurant opened and closed at random times, leaving potential sandwich buyers totally confused. See? Communists love themselves more than the rest of society. That business was not created for the customer. The business was created for the ego satisfaction of the employees and the owner. Heaven forbid they maybe use the term owner. It was it was for them to masturbate and jerk off as because uh, they're doing a communist experiment. 
I guarantee you, and they thought it was going to prove everybody wrong. that see, communism can work. Little do you know that the number one problem with, con- with communists is their defining principle, and that is your parasites. Your parasites. Your parasitical lazy fucks. That's why you guys didn't... You couldn't be inconvenienced to even hold standard hours. Community decisions. Oh, we have to by group decision. Oh, how magnanimous, how open-minded, how forward-thinking of you. It turns out in a shocking revelation to the store's management that those Soviet bread lines were a bug, not a feature of communism. On Reddit, the restaurant's frequent political statements produced fiery confrontations. Some Grand, Sit- Grand Rapids residents resented that Barter Town offered them a side of Che Guevara with, with every bon me and $2 taco. Customers also complained that the restaurant's equal pay, no tipping scheme failed to reward exceptional service, pointing out on the message board that you shouldn't try running your business on political goodwill alone. Even Barter Town's inclusive progressive politics couldn't please everyone in their community. When the diner offered a free meal to Grand Rapids police officers as a thank you for keeping their neighborhood safe, local socialists complained that the business was abrogating its core ideals by siding with fascists and supporting nearly all white, quote, nearly all white police force in this area of police violence. So they hate white people. And and I'm pushing this, by the way. I'm going to be pushing this big because it's true. The left has proven themselves to be racist against whites and sexist against males. And don't think you have to be white and male to fall into either of those categories. The left hates males and they hates whites. And until we start getting an apology, until, and, and they're never going to apologize. You saw that MTV video where they had, uh, what is it? They had a black guy and some uh, millennial piece of shit fuck with their glasses saying uh, white men should consider these things for um, New Year's resolutions. Oh, they hate you. They hate. They hate white people. And they hate males. And that's not my opinion. You just watch. And I think it's about time we start calling them out. Anyway, that's that's policy uh, going forward. The left is racist and sexist. Very much so. So in a no-win situation and discovering firsthand the troubles that have plagued communism for more than a century, the restaurant was forced to close its doors. As one community member put it, they discovered, you can't make payroll and your bills with Facebook and Tumblr likes. The owner, for his part, is admitting his mistake when asked... What his next venture would be, he told MLive.com that he was taking a vacation. How bourgeoisie. Well, there you go, guys. Another data point for the old captain. Another data point for reality. Another data point for the fact that capitalism is not an ideology or a thought or a philosophy or a theory. It's economic, mathematical reality of nature and human nature. But if you guys go ahead. Keep, keep trying. Keep trying. You're only... Not only, you'll ruin everybody else's life, but you'll also be ruining your own. Just like these, you think these guys, now think about it, they've ruined their credit score. No one's going to hide, what are they going to do? They're the, I bet you these are the baby boomers. I bet you, how much you want to bet the people who started that restaurant are the exact same baby boomers who are having their social security wages garnished. How much you want to, because they have bad student loans, huh? Nah. Let's do some sponsors. Uh, Christmas is over, but that's all right. You can still go ahead and do all your online shopping through Cappy's Amazon affiliate program. All you have to do is go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com and do just click on the Amazon banner there. And if you take that extra step to go ahead and cl- uh, go to that site first and then click on the banner, the old captain gets seven percent of all your online purchases. Make it a hob a hobbit. Make it a hobbit. Yes, go to Mordor and make it a hobbit. Make it a hobby. Make it a habit. 
make it a habit, that's what we want, by going to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com first, uh, before you go to Amazon. Don't go directly to Amazon. No, don't do that. No, go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Click on the Amazon banner. Make Happy happy. You do not have to donate to me because, well, you can, but I do not push it. I do not plug it because I'm not a whiny socialist.org piece of, wait, shit. Yes, it is the Curse Full podcast. Uh, if you'd like to buy my books, we have many books out there for all of you. Reconnaissance, man, that is an absolute must. If you're a younger person or new to the little caposphere here, you know, well, who's this guy? He's kind of weird. He's kind of interesting. What's he about? Get Reconnaissance, man, because it's going to that that'd be very introductory and helpful. Uh, if you happen to be a black man, you're like, who is this cracker? Get the black man's guide out of poverty, and then you'll feel guilty for calling me a cracker. Like, oh, dude, he kind of extended an olive branch. Oh, geez, shucks. Uh, for every man out there, there's Bachelor Pad Economics, the financial advice Bible for men. It is not written for women. It has locker room talk. It is Donald Trump approved. It's really not, but I'm just going to say that. I, I failed to put in Grabber by the Pussy, which I was thinking about putting that in for a chapter, but I did not. Um, maybe, maybe the uh, second edition will have that chapter in there, but as of yet, it does not have that. Uh, we have Worthless, The Young Person's Indispensable Guide to Choosing the Right Major. That is always a great book to prevent people from going and making the worst mistake of their lives. And that is majoring in a stupid and expensive liberal arts degree. Uh, we have Enjoy the Decline, Accepting and Living with the Death of the United States with some really cool, it's got a really cool new cover. I know you guys love my photography. You guys are all, oh, the kind words you guys have had to say about my photography. About as much as a fat chick wearing a thong. Uh, anyway, so I hired out... Uh, I thought I did a good job with the cover. Apparently not. So I hired out um, RJX. And if you wanted to... You don't even... If you already own it, just... But take a look at it. It's a, it's a great cover anyway. It's some really good work. It's pretty funny. Uh, so you can find that on Amazon as well. Curse of the High IQ. That's my... Is that my latest book? No, Reconnaissance Man's my latest. That's my second to last book. And that's for all of yous. Males and females... Short, tall, skinny kids, fat kids, kids who climb on rocks. Uh, that is if you happen to have a high IQ and you uh, you are wondering, hey, things are a little bit more of a pain in the ass than they should be. Something's wrong. Something's a little bit off in your life. Chances are it might be because you're smarter than you really think. Chances are it's because everyone around you is an idiot. And I'm not saying that to be arrogant and cocky. I'm saying it because it's fucking true. And once you read this book, it's like, holy shit, you figure out what's going on in life. And trust you me, your life gets a lot better and a lot easier. Now, all of these, all of these, except for the Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty, uh, are available in paperback, Kindle, and audio. Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty is only available in paperback and Kindle uh, because I'm a racist and really don't like black men. Uh, actually, it's because um, it just it, it doesn't have that much in sales. It really doesn't. Um, it uh, it's not worth making the investment, uh, and it's not because black people don't read. Although there's an element of that which is true as well. It's uh, because most of the black guys who want to read it don't want the crap kicked out of them in school, so they get the Kindle version. And maybe audio would work as well, but I, Kindle is so cheap anyway. Um, so yeah, I'm just not gonna make the investment unless someone really, really like you know. If I hear a cacophony of demand, like please turn it, all right, all right, I'll turn it. Yeah. Should have a girl with a really squeaky, pippy voice. The most annoying. I should have Kelly Ripa read it with that annoying voice, huh? Would you guys like that? <laughs> Ten and a half hours of that shit. Yeah, you you wouldn't. No, no. We'll we'll find someone with a good voice to read that. Uh, anyway, so those are all available in paperback, Kindle, 
an audiobook. Uh, enjoy the decline. We're just waiting for that to be pending. That should be approved. Hang on. Let's take a look. Let's see if it is available. Let's get you up to date, huh? Go to Audible. Audible.com. Takes forever, usually. I think it was approved three or four days ago, but it takes forever. Uh, what the hell was it? Enjoy. Yeah, see, and then, then it goes to another. Jesus Christ. Trevor Noah, he already has a book out. Great. Enjoy the decline. Yeah, not out yet. Yep, so I have to wait for that. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so uh, yeah, go buy all those books or buy books that are only of use to you or friends Just uh, or tell friends if you already have the books. Just tell people about my books so I make more money. I can pay off my house. So we have other people's books. You buy these books after you buy my books. Frank Servey's Uncle Nick and Burning the Midnight uh, and then um, Where Pretty Lies Perish. Those are three books written by Frank Servey. Uh, the first two are the Uncle Nick, what is it, biology, Bi- biography, not biography, the two-series book, whatever the term is for that, uh, and Uncle Nick is basically the fictional real-world incarnation of a red pill man who has zero fucks to give and uh, gets into various hijinks at the dinner table and at Thanksgiving dinners and all that other good stuff. So <clears throat> if there was a man who had unlimited money... And could live the life he wanted to. That would be Uncle Nick. So go ahead and read that entertaining bit of fiction there. Run Guts, Pull Cones, and the other book, Pushing Rubber Downhill, by our good friend, our Australian friend, Adam Piggott. You can find his website, Pushing Rubber Downhill, on the internet by using the Googles. And he also has a podcast, Pushing Rubber Downhill. And he's coming out with his third book, soon to be fourth, and then soon to be fifth book, because I guess he's just bored and he wants to write a lot of books. Don't overflood the market, Adam. That's what I did. People weren't ready for Reconnaissance Man. They just weren't ready for it. That's what it's never my fault that I wrote a book that wasn't marketable. You guys just it's, you guys just aren't ready. Same thing with Silver Dollar Bikini. Genius, I tell you. Genius. It's just the close-minded fools. The lemmings don't realize what gift I just gave society there. Uh, and then we have The Average Man's Guide, uh, Average Married Dad's Guide to Health, Wealth, and a Sexy Marriage by Alex Peck. If you happen to be a dad and you happen to be married and you happen to be average... Uh, Look that book up on Amazon.com. Alex Peck, by the way, is not average. He is actually quite a ripped, achieved dude. (laughs) So I think he was was speculating, he was theorizing, what's it like to be an average guy? Because this guy is just like totally like, like, wow, yeah, this guy is pretty ripped. Uh, And then Chris Muir's DayByDayCartoon.com. DayByDayCartoon.com. Go visit our good friend Chris Muir and get your daily political cartoon Funny haha laughing. JRGuerra.com. That's J R G U E R R A.com. Uh, he does a guitar repair over in Seattle. And he also has the only and first Red Pill album. Very good singing, very good music. I was very impressed with it. I'm not saying that because he's advertising on the show. He's not advertising on the show. I don't make a dime off of this. He just put together a good quality piece of work that I wanted to plug. Same thing with Yancey DeVere, D-E-V-E-E-R, and the title of his album is Deadwood Hole. He is a, a, a staple in Deadwood, South Dakota. If you go there during summer, you will see him. He is the old guy playing the guitar at one of the main bars on the main drag. And uh, he gave me a CD for free and um, because I was just chit-chatting. I'm like, well, where do you go after this? Because like, he's up there during summer. He, they, he can't make a living off of you know playing guitar 
a couple times a day for three months a year, and then he goes around and he plays at different places. Interesting fellow. But anyway, if you want to throw a couple uh, bucks his way, look up the, the, the name of the guy. Very unique. Yancey, Y-A-N-C-E-Y, Day, Veer, V-E-E-R, uh, The Deadwood Hole. You'll find that there. And then uh, IOTW Report, IOwnTheWorldReport.com, IOTWReport.com. Go there because that guy was nice enough to link to me, and I always, I always treat people, I always, I always pay them back. I always relink or send links back and help people out. That's because that's, sorry, that's my business model. You help me out, I'll help you out for free. No need to exchange money. No need to, for us to pay extra taxes. We can barter traffic. It's just like currency. No one's figured that out yet, except the world's most super awesome genius economist, me. Even the most advanced capitalist, the most money-hungry of these these online entrepreneurs, these online personalities. They say, hey, you got some great traffic. I got some great traffic. How about we help each other out? Oh, no, I got I to gotta pay. And I'll pay you. All right, I'll give you 40 bucks. Now you'll give me the 40 bucks back. Isn't this a great arrangement? Now we both get to pay extra taxes on that 40 bucks. And we came out less. I Never mind. Never mind. I just know what it's like to be Glendon Cameron at times. That's I'm just saw it's all I'm saying. Uh, and that's it. That's for that round of sponsors. Uh, oh, that's good. Where'd it go? Hang on. Fan mail. Hang on. We got one. Uh, Kurt, Kirk writes, I'm 63. Lots of us do not have anything else but Social Security. At the moment, I work full-time for a dipshit job renewing people's magazines and swallowing all the verbal abuse I can stand. Quitting is not an option. Unless I cook up an alternative money plan. If I do, it will be cash only. See attached art just for chuckles. Addressing the game plan for folks like me on SS alone is an idea that could sell a book. But to start with, it could be an install on your blog. I Look, I, I appreciate the help out there, Kirk. But, I mean, you're 63. Why, why are you in this situation? There's After a while, there's nothing that can be done. I had a video, a guy sent me a video or a video request, and I said, sometimes you just fuck beyond all all help. Sometimes there's no solution. I th- actually, it wasn't a guy. I think it was a gal who had a bunch of single kids and or single mom. <clears throat> and if you do that, there's nothing. I mean, can you get a second job? I can't help out people who are 63 and did not have the financial acumen or frugality to only be relying on Social Security. I understand if you get injured. I understand, um, you know, you get older. Although I, I'd even say, you, you know, it is possible you get disabled. That's why you should get disability insurance. But I, I'm sorry, I don't really have a lot of, I don't have a lot of sympathy or fucks to give in this particular case. I mean, go find another job. Are you disabled? Can you, can you not find another job? Now, I understand maybe if you're a minimalist, you could get by in Social Security, fine. But lots of us do not have anything else but Social Security. Well, that's a lie or it's a falsehood if you're physically able. Nothing prevents you from going and getting another job. And I'm not going to – no, I'm not going to write an article or a book to help to help baby. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm terribly bigoted. I am terribly bigoted and justifiably so. Against the baby boomers. I can honestly say, if I look into my heart, I hate them as a group. And unlike, well, I guess I consider this all humans. I pretty much kind of hate most humans. But everybody has to prove themselves to me first before I, like, uh, say, okay, you, you, you are the exception to the rule. 
But certainly, I, I think out of every group out there, except for mainly maybe Muslims, which, okay, there's good people, but you got to prove to me you're not going to go blow up the fucking building. And you baby boomers got to prove to me you're not a bunch of fuck-ups. Because the vast majority of you are. I mean, even at least the Muslims, the minority of them, are terrorists. But there's kind of a problem if just one in ten sneaks through and they're blowing up bombs so you can see the severity. But I'm not going to waste my time with the baby boomer generation. No. Absolutely fucking not. Not after what they did to... After the articles I just read. After what they just did to this country. After... Not only... Have they ruined the country? They've brainwashed the future generations to the point that they're not going to be able to do anything about it. Nothing's going to save it. It's not even worth saving. No, I, I, what, what, it's not, and this is not a hard, this is not, this is not difficult. This is not difficult for baby work. Dude, hey, how about you swallow your own fucking advice that you guys gave your children 30, 40, 50 years ago? Hey, get a job. <laughs> Go watch, uh, it's a great show. Last Man Standing with um, Tim Allen. Oh, is that a great show? I thought, yeah, we'll watch that. It's not the greatest acting with the little girls that he brought in, but, you know, they're girls. I mean, little, like they're children. Uh, but, man, is it clever and witty and funny. Holy cow, that is... It's one of those things I don't want to binge on because I want to kind of, like, s- stretch it out a little bit, like uh, IT Crowd. Or black books. It is that that level of clever and funny. But go watch that. There's your common sense answers. Oh, I don't have money. Get another job. Oh. Come on, baby. Light my fire. Come on, get it later. Higher. I knew so much better back then. I was ten years older than ten. Don't trust anybody over 30. Become a dope smoking hippie that's dirty. Yeah, you, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to lift a finger. Uh, no oh, and this isn't, uh, I don't know why I had, like, these are more texts or tweets or messages I've been, but I got like four of them now. So obviously this is more than just coincidence. Uh, everyone's, oh, guys, you should get on this guy's show. Guys, look. Let me explain to you how it works. I would love to be on, what was it, Crowder? Somebody wanted me to get on some radio show, and there's some other show. Uh, Gavin McGinnis, I think it was. Guys, I can't just say, hey, let me come on your show. I can, but that's incredibly rude and incredibly arrogant. If you want me to be on somebody's show, you grab one of my best pieces of work uh, that you think will, will win that person over, email it to him and say, hey... Gavin, hey, Steve, hey, Milo, hey, whoever is the up-and-coming. Have you thought about having this guy on your show? All right? And look, I'd be, they'd be doing me a favor. You'd be doing me a favor. Absolute, and I, I'm absolutely for you guys helping me get on other people's shows. But I do what few morals I have. I'm not going to go knocking on doors. Hey, look at my dick. You should have me on your show. Why? Because I'm Aaron fucking Cleary. As much as I... Ha-ha, funny, ha-ha, arrogant, cocky on on the interwebs here. In the real world, when it comes to actually interacting with humans and, and real, you know, business, uh, no, I am not a cocky, arrogant prick, all right? I, I, I do not, there, there's acumen, there is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's decorum, there is etiquette, 
and simply knocking on people's door with your dick saying, Hey, look at this. Don't you want to suck on this? I'd be good for your show. So uh, you guys, if you really think I should be on somebody's show, go contact them. Because um, otherwise it's just, it's a little bit too arrogant. And, co- and that's not being intellectually dishonest. If you guys really think you want, you know, I should be on somebody's show, go contact them. They get enough people. Well, they will, they'll have their people look and say, hey, this guy's name keeps coming up. Who the fuck is this guy? And then I might be on that show. And who knows? Then I might be on the red eye. I might be on, what is his name? Tucker Carlson. I might have my bow tie. I mean, it'll be all exciting. <clears throat> Someday I might make it on the Young Turks. I totally wouldn't go on the Young Turks. I'd have them come on my show. That's a, and that that's the new way it should be done in the Trump era. You never go on CNN. You don't go to the New York Times. You know what I say? You do it like Gab.ai's, um, the Gab guy. Oh, I forget his name. He started up Gab. You say, no, you could come on my show. You control, you are the one that sets the tone. No, I'm not going on the Young Turks. You can send one person here. Send your best guy or gal. I don't care who it is. I'm not going to have seven of you all monopolizing, taking up the phone or taking up the microphone and taking up the air. Nope, one person. That way I don't have to bring three of you to refocus and stop changing the topic when I got you up on the fucking ropes. We pull up the internet, say, no, you keep talking. I'm going to look and see what, what you said is true. If you got some from some bias source or some hate-filled anti-white male feminist studies major over at some university who's never worked a real job in her life, yeah, we'll find out. But yeah, so um, I do appreciate it, but uh, I can't just get myself on other people's shows. That uh, doesn't happen that way. All right, uh, assholeconsulting.com. If you got questions, I got answers as long as you got money. Uh, I am the world's only professional asshole. If you want to be lied to, go get yourself a regular consultant. If you want the truth, hire an asshole because asshole consulting works on a very simple premise. Truth is not only much more efficient and effective, it's much cheaper than lies. I am in the business of solving your problems. Actually, I'm not even in the business of solving your problems. I'm in the business of presenting you the solution to your problems and I take your fucking money. And then whether or not you actually solve your problems, meaning you take action on them and implement the solution I just gave you, I have zero fucks to give. I don't care if you do that or not. I got your money. That's that. Oh, God, I'd charge $1,000 an hour for that. If I had to actually get you to implement my solutions, that's something I'm learning with human nature, human psychology. Here's the classic example. How do I get men? Uh, Lose 50 pounds. There's your solution right there. Now go and do it. That's not. That's the easy part. It's the hard part getting that tub of lard to go walk on the treadmill. And you know what? If you're gonna, if, if that's what you want, well then go 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 hire McKinsey, go hire Bain, go hire Accenture, go hire those guys because they're in the business of of bleeding you dry. Go hire a therapist or a counselor because they're in the business of bleeding you dry and listening to your problems and watch you not implement the solution that they probably just gave you. And then you never solve the problem. And then it's like the pharmaceutical industry or, or the black community with Democrats. You only treat the problem. You never solve it. We don't want you to get better. We don't want blacks to get rich. Then you won't need our product anymore. Then you won't need the Democrat Party anymore. We need you to keep you down and sick and in poverty and in the filth and in the shit and the mud. Otherwise, you might, you might get healthy, grow, become rich and start voting Republican. We can't have that. Ha, 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 ha.
So if, if Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty, perfect example. You want to get out of poverty? There's the book. There's your asshole consulting book. You want a, a shoulder to cry on? I'm sure there's Oprah, there's the Democrat Party, there's a ton of counselors and therapists over at the public sector, uh, at, at counselors and community centers and the schools. There's your safe spaces. Not one problem is ever solved over there, by the way. I'm just going to let you know that. Not one problem is ever solved. But it'll, it'll make you feel better. I guess your feels is more important than the reality. So assholeconsulting.com. Go there if you're in the business of solving problems. How did, why I spelled it assholeconsulting? Oh, my dyslexia. Oh, I got dyslexia. Someone give me a fucking free scholarship and some government aid. I got the dyslexias. Uh, if you like to advertise on the podcast, you may. You just have to send me $100 a month, uh, and there is no minimum. We, we just do one month first to see if it's profitable. If it is, cool. We can renew. If it's not, don't worry. No hard feelings. I'm not like these douchebags over in the mainstream media who overcharge. You got to advertise with us for a minimum of six months. No, no. I, I, like you, am an entrepreneur. I want you to make money. Otherwise, I don't make money. And that simple fucking economic concept is seemingly lost on all of the old dinosaur media. So, if you have a product or a service and you'd like to advertise it, uh, we got about 3,000 listeners weekly. If we, if we include RSS feed, I don't know how to calculate. What you, you know what? Let, hey, let's put that on the to-do list. RSS traffic calculation. There we go. God, I run a tight ship. All this shit gets done. Uh, so send me an email. Uh, you get send it through Cappy or the Asshole Consulting, either or. Uh, for the love of God, do not send me articles to Asshole Consulting, all right? That's that's for Asshole Consulting. Go to my Captain Capitalism account. Send it there. Go to my blog. Find my email. I'll it under the profile. Send me blog posting shit there. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so about 3,000 listeners weekly. We have approaching 28,000 viewers on the YouTubes with an average of about 2,500, 3,000 regular viewers of the videos because I know a lot of people subscribe, but they're not regular viewers, uh, which I never understood. Uh, And then what the blog gets, we're coming up on 10 million views uh, according to my stat counter, which I installed many years ago. I know... The other stat tracker I have says less than that, but we're about to break 10 million views, which is eh, shitty for a blog that's over a decade old. <laughs> uh, then we, uh, so just email 100 bucks a month. Let me know, blah, blah, blah. We have uh, ElkinCPA.com. That's Chad Elkins at ElkinCPA.com. Visit him if you need some kind of accounting done. Tax season is about to start in nine days. And Chad Elkins is such a great accountant. He told me, and I hope his girlfriend is listening, he told me, uh, and I quote, you know what, screw her. I love my work more than her. And New Year's Eve, I'm going to get ready so that when it's 12.01 a.m., January 1st, 2017, I'm going to leave the party and go to my office. I'm going to start immediately on my own taxes. That's how dedicated to it to his his career is his girlfriend ranks like third or fourth or fifteen thousandth place underneath his his career underneath his his CPA ship all right so go to his accountancy that's how that's how professional he is go to elkincpa.com I got him in trouble that's <laughs> go to elkincpa.com where your taxes come ahead of his girlfriend there's your motto Chad I just solved your motto your taxes come ahead of my girlfriend that's <laughs> 
he's shaking his head. He's, thankfully, his, his girlfriend does not listen to the podcast. Maybe she doesn't even know I have a podcast. Actually, Chad being the smart guy that he is probably disavows even knowing me. I don't know that guy. I really then we have the League of Extraordinary Podcasters. You can go with 405media.com where John Grant, the program director of this podcast station. It's like a radio station, except it actually probably makes money because it doesn't have expensive fucking equipment and gear and sales staff. So you can go to this podcast station where there's a bunch of different podcasts listed, or listed in, in addition to mine. 405media.com. Go ahead and take a look over there see if there's something that uh, doesn't pique your interest. We also have Small Scale Life with Tom. Tom, I'm going to take you off this list if you don't start posting regularly. I, actually, you know what? He, he comes off the list. He comes off the list. I was going to listen to some podcasts. I was going to download and binge. I'm like, oh, look, one every two and a half, three weeks. Okay. The world of Lori Zook. Zook spelled Z-O-O-C-K. She is an eclectic woman. Uh, she's on vacation, though. Like me, uh, she had some, I don't want to say health issues, but she had to take vacation. Uh, then Financial Survival Network with a good friend, Kerry Lutz, who's probably enjoying his much warmer weather down in Florida. Silvio Canto at Canto Talk, our uh, good Cuban buddy. He's enjoying nice weather down in Dallas. And cute girls with fake tits. <clears throat> that is, oh, Dallas. I like Dallas. I don't care about fake tits. I don't care. I don't care natural or fake. I mean, unless they're like Frankenstein and they look cubicle. Then I might have some issues, but there's, oh, these guys, these purists, I like the natural. Oh, shut the fuck up. No, I'll take big. I don't care. I don't care. I do not care. I, unlike you, am not a bigot. I do not judge. I am, I am for love. I, I, am, I am not for discrimination. I accept all, but I don't accept small boobies. Small or wrinkly? Nope, not going to. No pruny. No pruny. That's where I draw the line. Like hair. I'll take every color but gray. I'll even take the weird opaque blue these girls are dying there. I'll take that before I take gray. And ladies, real simple. Okay, I know I know losing weight is an issue. I know that's like that's that's a deal breaker because that takes effort. Dying your hair should not be dying your hair and not cutting your hair short. Those are two simple things you can do when you're older that go a long way. Okay? Two really simple things. Really simple. Right? The girlfriend, in the early days, she looked at me like, you're going to make me die? I'm like, you don't have to. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> I Look, I ask a guy, guys, it's very simple. If your girlfriend said, hey, dye your hair, would you? Like, you're going gray. Oh, it looks great. Can you dye your hair? I'd be like, yeah, okay, fine. You know why? Because I don't give a shit. Does it make you happy? See how selfless that is? How it's not even the selflessness. I'm not trying to take a moral route. I'm just trying to go on a simplicity route. You want me to dye my hair? Fine, I can go ahead and do that when I go and get my hair cut. That's no biggie. You want me to go and trim my nails? I can do that. You want me to switch out my cologne? I can do that. It's when it takes real effort. Will I hit the gym? Yes, that's because I love you. And I'd like to keep continuing having sex. And for my own sake, I don't want to look like a fat, ugly fuck. But geez, ladies, the simplest of things you can't do. Holy cow, what do you mean dye my hair? It's like, can you just for a second not think the world revolves around you? Could for for one moment in your life, could you start to be, what's the word, not empathetic or is it altruistic? Think of other people's needs aside from your own and that maybe certain things about you make them happy or horny. 
and that you would you would do that to make that person happy. Selflessness, that's what it is. Thank you very much. Selflessness. No, that's too much to be bothered with to dye hair. Oh yeah, that. Uh how the heck did we get on with... Con- oh, yeah, that's right. Silvio's down in Dallas. Dallas girls have big fake tits. I don't care about the difference between fake tits and big... Then we talked about the altruism, that fake tits and dyed hair and all these other things that eh, people call men fake and shallow for. They go, fuck yourself. We don't care. You girls are the ones that put on all the makeup and all the things. Has any guy ever complained about it? No, only you girls complain about it. So why don't you hit the gym and the world would be a better place? Said President Clary in his State of the Union address for 2022... Uh, blowmeuptom.com, our good friend St. Lycus. If you want to advertise, go to Tom Lycus' site at blowmeuptom.com. Visit our good buddy Terrence Pop. I run ads. I spend money on him. Uh, I'm surprised no one else has spent money or ran ads on um, Terrence Pop's videos. I don't get it. I don't think he's advertising it or what. But if, if you are an entrepreneur, why, am, why do I keep trying this? Why do I keep trying to drag you people with me, kicking and screaming? I shouldn't even do this. All I'm doing is, why should I try and help out Terrence? Right now, I'm his only guy. I'm his only uh, advertiser. He might get arrogant and cocky. He might say, hey, somebody else wants to advertise. Now I've got to raise my rates. Why am I doing this? I got I got to check my passion for economics and competition and success and excellence, especially if it doesn't do me any good. I guess I should become more mercenary and Machiavellian. Actually, matter of fact, don't go advertise on BlowMeUpTom.com. Don't go advertise over on uh, Carrie Lutz. Don't go advertise on Terrence Pop because I want to have lower rates. Okay, there. Now maybe some of you idiots will go and do that. And then Cynical Libertarian Society, Sin Lib Soch, Cynical Libertarian Society, the great one himself, who that's his name, his title. He is anonymous otherwise. Uh, I've been binging on that, and uh, he's plugged me many a times in the past, so I certainly owe it to him, uh, not because out of anything guilt or um, out, of, out of a debt, uh, but he's... It's good. It's it's pure rage, pure cursing. It is not a curse-free podcast. And um, to, for the life of me, I don't know why it has to be 54 minutes and 20 seconds. The great one, can you tell me why it has to be 54 minutes and 20 seconds every time? I even worked in radio when you actually did have hard breaks. You had to take that. Why, why are people still doing it? Why does DT at the Black Brigade, uh, by the way, blackbrigade.org, why does he... Uh, Always have to have it under an hour. What is what's wrong? That doesn't have to be. Oh well. Actually I should add that here. Black brigade. Alright. Uh, academiccomposition.com. Go to academiccomposition.com where Alex and his crackpot team of staff writers will write your resume for a hundred dollars and they will do your homework for I think it's like ten dollars a page or something. Whatever the market rate is, I think they're around there somewhere. So if you don't want to do your homework, you don't want to write your paper, and who does? Especially in like the corporations are smart and always outsource their jobs they don't want to do. So why not you outsource the jobs you don't want to do, especially when you go to college? Contact Academic Composition at AcademicComposition.com. Also, they're always looking to hire. They're looking to hire people to write. They're looking for people to market. This is not a fun, exciting job. I don't understand why there's the turnover there. I don't know what people are expecting. Well, I can write real good. And then it's like, yeah, I, I, he has a hard time finding quality writers. Right? Now, if you're a good writer, I think he pays $10 a page. If you're a good writer and you're efficient and you can pull Marx's leftist feminist bullshit fresh out of your asshole, you can make some pretty good money. All right? 
The marketing job, not so much, but it's mindless. In either case, both can be done from your laptop from wherever, okay? I went, um, the, the gym I go to, uh, they got the, the, I like the running machines because you can select different places in the world where a guy has actually run and filmed it. So it seems like you're running in the Swiss Alps. Well, they upgraded. So there's like three new places. There's Hawaii, there's Taipei, and there's the Swiss Alps. And so I was in Taipei. I'm like, oh, that looks kind of interesting. Taiwan, for those of you uneducated. And I was like, this looks kind of interesting. It looks nice. Maybe I should go hang out with the Asians. I always wonder what, you know, how much welfare do they have over there? I don't think, they got corruption. Corruption is rife. Cor- corruption is huge. I remember that when I used to be an analyst over at the uh, at Norwest Bank, which was the predecessor to Wells Fargo. Um, and I remember, I was just like, holy cow, the corruption is, you think we're corrupt here in the United States. We got nothing on China and Taiwan and Japan and all that. Um, I forgot where I was going with this. Outsourcing? No. Oh, you could you you could go to Taiwan, which I think I might just do. It looked very pretty. Our uh, our good buddy Atham, who uh, who's is he doing windows in this cold weather? I wonder if he's doing it. Oh, here's the girlfriend. Hang on, what's going on? Hey, what's up? Hey, I'm just leaving work. Oh, hang on, I gotta put on the headphones. Hang on. <clears throat> oh, all right, there you are. You you're leaving work. Hey. All right, cool. I should finish up the podcast by this time, or by that time, and um, and there's nothing to do, because um, all my real friends are listening to the podcast I'm recording now, and they live thousands of miles away. And the friends that I do have that live ten miles away, all suck, because I can guarantee you when we call them up, they'll be like, "Oh no, I'm tired." Oh. I gotta go to church. Oh, and actually, I'm just doing this as kind of a monologue to slam on them because they're going to be listening to the podcast. So I'm sorry to monopolize your time. Okay, cool. Um, we'll figure it out. I guess that would involve some scotch and uh, heels. Yes, yes. Okay, good. Scotch and heels sounds like a great night. All right, I'll see you, babe. All right, bye. There we go. <coughs> that was not fake. That was her. As far as you guys know. It's like Vera. You guys, you know, from Cheers. You don't know if I have a girlfriend or not. Some assholes. What do you got? Yeah, you're your girlfriend. Like, what are you... T- <laughs> then they meet her. Like, oh, hey. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. We did How much are you paying her? I pay her in, uh, never mind, I can't say that. That's even too gross. Never mind. I won't say what I pay her in. That, that'd be a little bit. That would be crossing even the line of Clary. Uh, anyway, so uh, if you don't want to do your homework, basically, or you're looking for a job that's location independent, and you could work from Taipei, go to academiccomposition.com. Let them know the captain sent you. That's how he knows how to keep advertising here. And there we go. Uh, Jimfear138.blogspot.com and undertowaudio.com. That's Jimfear138.blogspot.com and the other website, undertowaudio.com. These two young gentlemen are uh, outstanding uh, voice recording professionals. Uh, they've recorded a couple of my, several of my books, actually. 
and I highly recommend them. Also, if you want uh, Davis Arini, he does audio work as well. You can visit his site at staresattheworld.com. Uh, not just to get in contact with him, but he is probably one of the premier philosophers of the internet out there today. Uh, so you can always check in on Davis, and you guys know his voice. I think most of you know who Davis is because you, you, you listen to him. Uh, but he is always in the market to do a little bit of audio work as well. Instagram.com slash ultimate reading list. That's Instagram.com slash ultimate reading list. You say, why would I go there? Well, two reasons. One, it is an ultimate reading list put together by Max. And Max has put together a, a group of books that he, he very much likes. And this Instagram account, I don't know how this is possible because I am not always on the cutting edge of the interweb social medias. Uh, he's got 30,000 followers. Uh, so a lot of people trust his opinion. Now, if you'd like to advertise your book on his site, you may email him as well. That's max at wooter.co, max at W-O-O-T-E-R, wooter.co, not com.co, max at wooter.co. And, um, it's a hundred bucks a month. Uh, and it's definitely worth one month of advertising. I can almost guarantee you will make your money back on that month. Uh, he has that much traffic. The people trust him. Of course, your book can't suck. He's, there's no guarantee he will he will post it up there. Uh, but email him, let him know that the captain sent you. Uh, follow the old captain. I have my two alternative social media sites at gab.ai and minds.com. Um, I don't check in on those. I check in on gab.ai because the guy who runs it is just so in the face of the socialist mainstream media. It's just, and, and I think it is actually cutting edge. I've even donated money to it because I like having a Twitter account where I can be a fucking adult. Where I don't have to worry about, oh, did I say faggot and mean a pussy millennial, not a person who is homosexual? Even though I am probably more pro-gay marriage than most of the guys here on the alt-right, even though my best friend is gay, even though I've had lesbian friends, even though I, I, I was in a kilt regimental at a gay club one time on a bet. I'm definitely for the gay community. I'm definitely, I'd still like to use the word faggot without some fucking nanny-nagging Nazi motherfucking piece of shit like Jack Dorsey. Come and say... Or Zuckercuck. Just like, get the fuck out of here. And yeah, I know, it's it's your private company, your community guidelines, your terms of service. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Okay, but if you want to start banning, I don't understand it from a business perspective. That's just what I don't get. Why would you waste resources on people and computing power What's the word I'm looking for? Editing, auditing, monitoring, and censoring free speech. Let people be assholes. Let them be dicks. Let them make death threats. You want to know why? Because it's going to be a lot easier for the FBI and the CIA and the Department of Homeland Security to find the bad guys. I mean, if people thought they could say whatever they wanted on your platforms, I'm sure the government would even give you a subsidy. Say, hey, you mind if we check in on this? You know? Look, you were going to ban these people anyway because they used these words. Will you let us check in on the people that used the words, well, not faggot or homo? Or homo. I mean, then, you, then you'd have to worry about people like me. <laughs> and what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. But you know, like Allah Akbar, death to the infidels, uh, you know, kill whitey, you know. <laughs> let's, let's go blow up a mall. 
wouldn't, wouldn't that cast the net wider and be of benefit to this national security? Now all the freaks, all the conspiracy, oh, then they just use it. To, if they're, they're already doing it now, guys. I'm just saying in this particular point, wouldn't you, why it cost you money, you could catch more bad guys with it this way. But no, you're gonna you're gonna ban them because you don't like. You just want a virtue signal and show the world what good leftist Silicon Valley people we are. We're just good people who ban speech that people in the San Jose Bay Area don't like, because that's where our social life is, and that's the people we have to impress when we go to wine parties and smell our own farts. <laughs> oh, so. Um, yeah, go follow me, gab.ai, get an account there. Sign up with minds.com, follow me there, and the old captain will be there. Uh, then we have my two classes, the analysis evaluation of stocks and stocks, bonds, investing, oh my. The analysis evaluation of stocks is uh, it's exactly what it is. You learn how to value and analyze stocks, read financial statements, a fair amount of accounting. I think it's a great class. I would say it's definitely worth the money. And then if you're unfamiliar with the basics of financial planning and financial retirement, I'd recommend taking the class Stocks, Bonds, Investing, Oh My. They're taught by me. I'm online. You get access to me. It sounded so arrogant. I guess that is the thing. Well, hey, welcome. Still to this day, man, when I meet people in public and they identify me, they're like, hey, you're Aaron Clary. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> wow, man. I'm like, dude, I'm more shocked that you're shocked to meet me. I just, I'm just this guy. You can do what I do. This is not that exciting. Although the best is that when the girlfriend's like, come here, come here, I'm going to introduce you. Tell her what you told me. Yeah, yeah, see? Uh-huh. Fifth time, sweetheart. Fifth time this has happened. I don't make this bullshit up. Then the eye rolls and all that. Anyway, uh, so I am, I, it's not just me with, with text. I'm there to answer your questions. Although, if you're smart, you won't have questions because you'll read the fucking text. Honest to God, I can't. Yeah, I can. People ask, what's the difference between diluted and undiluted? And I have a Q&A right there with that because it was very commonly asked and at least once a month. What's the di- and I've learned just to not get angry. I want to desperately, like, here, I Googled it for you, uh, but I just type it out because I want to be happy with the students. And then then when I have my eight, my, when my book goes bestseller, then, then I can be a little bit more snarky, which I probably even then won't be because I remember when I was young and I didn't know anything. People do such a bad, teachers do such a horrible job teaching and that's kind of where I'm like, okay, all right, they don't know. You know, you studied this shit for fucking two decades. Obviously, you know, it may be elementary to you, but it's not to them, all right? So forgive them. Just take your anger and rage and save it for a better day. Save it for the Nazis or the communists. Uh, anyway, so you can take these classes online. That's the only way you can take them, actually. Offered hundreds of different places, all right? Uh, since it's offered online, it doesn't matter where you take it. Unless you really want to get credit for it, then you have to go through an accredited institution. But if you just want to learn, just search the titles, find the cheapest place to take it online. Uh, there's a test at the end. You don't have to do the assignments because I didn't want to grade them. Um, and that's about it, yeah. Be on your best behavior. It's not a political forum. It's not a discussion board. The vast majority of people that take it are old retired ladies or widows whose husbands unfortunately die. I have a, it's sad. I got a lot of those. The, the husband died. The guy took care of the finances because women are independent. And now they don't have the guy. I got to figure this out now. And then it's like, oh, okay. We'll help you out, Tilly. 
So, you know, be nice. It's grandma. Don't worry. Socialists aren't interested. Your, your, your political enemies are not there. They're not interested in learning about finances or economics or budgets. That's, an, that's antithetical to leftism. They just think limited, unlimited resources. Everything should be for free. It's just you evil white people that are keeping everything. Oh, uh, that's it. Uh, what else we got? Oh, that is all. All right, listen, guys, you guys have a good Christmas. Drive safe. Uh, I am not going to be around for Christmas, and I don't think most of you are either. Um, and Friday, I'm going to go down to Dayton's. Well, it's it's uh, Macy's now. Uh, this is the last year they're going to have it, uh, r- according to rumor. And not light rumor, pretty looks likely uh, that this will be the last year that Macy's will have uh, the time that you can meet Santa Claus. The last time I met Santa Claus at Macy's was when it was Dayton's, downtown Minneapolis, in 1978. And I remembered it very fondly, and I've been here 20-odd years. I've always wanted to go back and do it. And now i got to go do it, and I'm going to take my nieces. And uh, and I wish they decorated the exact same way I remember it, but they won't because, you know, they're going to update the thing. But that was like almost 40 years ago. Uh, that was so uh anyway i'm gonna go see that and then that'll be closed down there's a whole topic of conversation about how minneapolis has just fucked its own ass it took its dick shoved it underneath and fucked itself in its own ass with its own dick uh but what do you expect with a bunch of liberal leftist city council members and mayor betsy hodges if you guys want to see just a classical worthless person from my generation look up betsy hodges I should do, like, Gen X of the Year Award. (laughs) She has no real-world experience. And you go downtown Minneapolis now. Compared to that, and I know you don't like grunge. I didn't like grunge. I wasn't a big fan of the music scene, of the music back then. But the music scene was great. Minneapolis was awesome. Prince was kind of still relevant. There are a lot of clubs downtown, a lot of good music venues. You could see some really great music. And now downtown is dead. Downtown is just dead. And I'm not joking. A lot of it has to do with, at least at least in the 90s and even into the aughts, after 6 or 7 o'clock, you could park for free. And, oh, no, now you got you to gotta pay until midnight. And it's just that pain in the ass of having to drive around and find a parking spot. Like, forget it. Forget it. I'm not going to. No. And there's not that many places that are cool downtown anymore. So, um... Yeah, and, and I guess a lot of people are saying, why would I go downtown to shop at, at Macy's when you've driven all the white flight and those people with money, terribly sorry, reality, I know, you've driven all the people with money out of the city so far that they've built up their own malls out in the burbs and they could get their Nordstrom's and their Macy's and their whatever other expensive re- restaurants, places there are. I always went to the J.C. Penney's at the mall. I did do a J.C. Penney's. Sears, never went to Nord. Didn't even know what Nordstrom's was until I moved out here. I didn't know. I'm like, what is this place? I'm like, oh, this is a place I'm not going. (laughs) This is is a place we will walk into the Mall of America from to go see a movie, uh, but we will not buy anything here because I would like to eat for the next three months. All right, that's all we got. Listen, uh, vote, subscribe, comment, link, share. Go to iTunes.com, vote up the Clary Podcast. Share the podcast with your friends. Share it on the Facebook. I'm going to have it on the Facebook. Don't like it, share it. 
That's all Captain... Look, all right, look, none of you Yahoo... Okay, a couple of you Yahoos, but the vast majority of you fuckers didn't go and buy Jack Diddley shit on the Amazon affiliate pro, which I understand. I, okay, fine, I understand. Could you at least share it on Facebook? When you see it on Facebook or Twitter, could you share it? Can you click? That's all I want. <laughs> all right, you guys have a Merry Christmas and all that. Uh, men, check your nuts in the showers. Ladies, feel up your titties. Help each other out if you love each other. And uh, men, if you're approaching the age of 40, have the doc shove his finger up your ass to make sure you ain't got the, the, the anal cancer or whatever the fuck it's called. We'll see you guys later. Toodles.